Gemara, Kiddushin, Alef, Masechet, Federefua Shelema Esther, Batsara Samha, and Narefanala, Masechet, Fedi Hatzlaha of Samha Badina, Behekire Elim Tenatin, Amen. And of course, the Daf is for the Hatzlaha and Hatzala of Am Israel Be'erish Israel, Hayale Tzava, Pidion Shibuim, Verefuata Petsuim. Amen. Can you read some? Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melechah. Amen. So we learned in the Mishnah that a lady um, can be secluded with two men, and we said that the reason for that is because the men are embarrassed of each other, and therefore they're not going to do anything because the other guy is going to see it. Therefore, that is considered already a, a protection. So what the Gemara is going to say, it depends what type of men. This is only talking about kosher people, trusted people. But if you have people that are parutz, parutz means that they are, uh, they're lewd. You know, they don't, they're not so careful, they don't care, they're not shy. So, afilu so even if you don't do that, it's perfect timing. You can get rid of that. So it says, uh, thank you, Charles. Uh, that even 10, even 10 is not going to be uh, a protection. And the Gemara says, Amazing story. There was 10 guys, they were pirutzim, and they faked the lady's death. And they put the lady in a coffin, and they brought her out to the cemetery far from the city, and they did what they did with her. So you see that what? When you have pirutzim, it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no protection. Amar of Yosef Teda will show you that uh, sometimes you can have people that are not embarrassed of each other's sin. You know, ten guys get together to steal a heavy beam. I can't carry it. One guy can't carry it. So they, you know, partner up. And they're all carrying the beam, but they're all stealing the beam. And nobody's embarrassed of each other. So you see, there are, is a concept of not being embarrassed of sin. And it takes us to our Gemara and Sota, Let's bring a ayat to this. Muslim law, shne tamide hachamim, shem yavo aleha baderech. So remember, we learned that when the guy is taking his wife uh, to drink from the waters of the sota, and so uh, he's not allowed to be with her in the interim until she drinks. So on the way up to Yerushalayim, we're worried that he might be with her. So what do we do to protect? So we send them with an escort. And who's the escort? Shne tamide hachamim. In order that what? Uh, that they make sure that he doesn't go with her <coughs> on the derech, because if he goes with her on the derech, the waters are not going to work, and then you're going to be erasing the name of Hashem for no reason. So um, why do you send Tamid HaChamim? Because obviously, the Gemara was Tamid HaChamim, yeah, only Tamid HaChamim, meaning guys that are trusted. And Sheh De'alma, lo, but you don't send regular guys. The reason is because of Yehud. Again, they're going into the, you know, the journey to Yerushalayim could be they're going to go into certain areas that are secluded. And therefore, uh, you know, on the way up to Jerusalem, there's going to be Yehud somewhere on the road. 
and therefore you have to. We said two two men, two men that are trusted with one lady is okay. So that's what we send trusted men. And what's a trusted man? Tamid hakam. But if you're going to send regular folk, uh, you're going to have a problem of yehud. So that that that's the reason why the Gemara over there in Sota said the two guys that escort her to the Beit Hamikdash are tamid hakamim as opposed to uh, pirutzi. So that's a proof to the concept. Huh? Right, 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 right. As 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 opposed as opposed to regular guys that are not. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the Gemara says, "Shani tamidah hachamim diyad e leatruye be." So the Gemara says, "No, that's not the reason why I sent tamidah hachamim. The reason why I sent tamidah hachamim because they'll know uh, how to talk him out of it." Which means if they see the guy is going to want to be with his wife on the ray up, Tamidah Khamim know how to speak words of Musar and words of, uh, you know, rebuke in order to get the guy to uh, desist. But not because of Yehud issue. You have to know the ayah uh, for that. Amar Marav, Loshanu Ba'ir. And this whole thing with Mishnah that we said a lady is allowed to be with two men, that's only talking about Ba'ir when they are in the city. But if you're on the derech, you're on the road, Okay, so there's a new law. So you need the three. Now why would you need three on the road? Because maybe one of them is going to need to go to the bathroom. And therefore she's going to be left with one. So therefore, how do you solve that? So you have three. Because if you have two, the Gemara is concerned that two might become one. How is two going to become one? Two will become one because one guy has to go to the bathroom. So therefore, the Gemara says you have to have three. So the Gemara says, well, I'll bring your proof to this. Back to the Gemara, so let's bring your proof to this, what we just said. Muslim law, again, the husband's going to the Beit HaMikdash, Shnei Tamidei Hachamim, Shema Yavu Aleha, Baderech. Now, how many people are going to have all together? Which means, today Ve'ihu. So you have two tamid hachamim plus the husband. So the says, "Ha, tlata." So therefore, you have uh, you have three. So that, that that that's why you have to send two tamid hachamim. So you have two and one. So you have three. So the Gemara says, "No." Hatam ki echidin heve ale sahade. The reason why you have to send two tamid hachamim is just in order they could be witnesses if she actually if he does something, which means even though there's really no isud yehud. Which means even if one Tamid Hakam would go. Betin has to send two Tamid Hakamim just in case he actually was with his wife. And they have to testify when they get to the Bet HaMikdash that she shouldn't drink the waters because they saw, you know, uh, they saw what they saw. So you have no ra'ayah of the two Tamid Hakamim that that's the reason. And now we have a story. Rab the Rab Yehuda So the two Tzadikim, the rabbis, were walking on the road. And there was a lady that was walking in front of them. Lift your legs from Gehinam, which means let's walk in front of this lady. Because if we continue to walk behind her, we are going to end up getting punished in Gehinam. Because we're, we're basically alone with her. They, they were secluded, I guess it was a, it was a you know, far place, a remote place. And they said, let's, let's get out of here. So the Gebra says, he told them, Amar leh, 
והמר הוא דאמר בקשרים שפיר דמה. But you just said that even in the uh, place where you have קשרים, it's okay. If you have, the only problem when we said it's Yehud is when the two people are פירוצים. But it's me and you. And you're the rabbi that said קשרים is okay. And the assumption is that these two rabbis are קשרים. Well, look how humble the rabbi says. Rab tells the Yehuda, Amar leh, מי ימר דה בקשרים כגון ענה ועט? You think I meant קשרים like uh, people like us? No. He says, maybe we're considered פירוצים. אלא כגון מאי, who is I referring to? כגון דה בחנינה בר פפה וחבריו. These were known, big tzaddikim, that, uh, you know, they were tested with arayot, and uh, we saw in Daf Mem, that nothing, uh, they were able to overcome their, uh, you know, their Yetzirah. So can imagine that. So if Rab doesn't hold himself as a kashir, so then what are you leaving for, uh, what are you leaving for us? Amar Rav. And that, that's really the theme of this Gemara today, that nobody is really trusted. Amar Rav, Malkin al Yehud. Ve'en Osrin al Yehud. Okay, so if somebody commits uh, Yehud, so the, the law is that they get Malkut. Malkut meaning uh, lashes, Midrabanan. Um, even though, according to many Rishonim, Yehud is Masumina Torah, but it's not a Isu Lotase. They learn it from the Pasuk, Ki Yisitecha ben Imecha. So really, it's a, it's, a, it's a positive commandment, technically. So there's no Malkut on a positive commandment, so it's Malkut Midrabanan. Ve'en osrin ala yehud. Like we learned in the beginning of Sota. Yehud enough is not uh, grounds to osir the lady to a husband. Right? That's Sota Dapet. The only time the lady becomes a Sota husband, if she was secluded with witnesses and kinui and stira, that whole business. But Yehud alone is not enough to be osir. Amar Abasher, lo amaran ela Yehud bepenuya. When do we say that what that we give malkut for the Yehud? That if it's Yehud uh, with a penuya, that a guy's alone with a uh, a single girl. Abad Yehud eshet ish, but if he's alone, secluded with an eshet ish, then already they don't even give him malkut, which is strange. Sounds like eshet ish should be worse. But we're worried about the implication if he's going to get malkut. Because if they're going to give him malkut, what's going to happen? The people are going to think that he did something with her. And that's going to cast dispersion on the children, that the people are going to think that her children are now mamzerim. So therefore, the punishment can give a wrong signal. And therefore, the Gemara says, Marzutra malke umachriz. Okay, well, Mozutra solved that problem. He gave Malkut to people that were alone with Eshet Ish, and he would make an announcement. He would say to Botai, the reason why I'm giving Malkut is not because they did anything, but because there was Yehud. So his, his announcement would uh, clear the children from any, uh, any hashad of Mamzerut. Amal Rav Nachman, Mefarhatyal Rav Asher. Mor nameh So... They told um, uh, the other rabbi, so that's a good idea. Which means, um, why don't you also, uh, meaning Rabbi Asher, why don't you also make a, an announcement like 
the other rabbi, like Morzutra, Amarle Ikadishama Beha, Vilo Shama Beha. Right? Which means you can have some people that heard about the Malkut but didn't hear about the announcement that it was only for Yehud. So therefore, you can't guarantee that everybody's going to hear both, uh, both stories. So therefore, better not to give the Malkut in the first place, not to again ruin the reputation of the children. Amarav, Malkin, Alotova Hashemua. This is a new type of sin. It's called Lotova Hashemua. That means if let's say somebody, uh, there's what we call a uh, bad, uh, you know, uh, bad talk that uh, he commits, uh, you know, s- sins that are connected to Arayot. No proof, but there's enough talk that there's rumors about the guy that he's committing, you know, things that are not uh, so appropriate. And I guess these Shemu'at Tovahs are not going away. So a uh, person gets Malkut for that. And the Gemara says, Shene Emar, this is talking about Elia Kohen. Remember his children also, there was rumors about what they were doing. So he tells his children, Al Banai, Ki Lo Hashimua. He said, I'm hearing, uh, you know, not nice things uh, about what you're doing. So he told them, uh, Al Banai. Al Banai means he's uh, telling them, you know, stop. And the Gemara says, Morzutra, Motiv, La Afesira Al Katfe. So Morzutra would take the Ritzua'a, um, the, uh, the whip, and he would put it on his uh, shoulder. And uh, when he would give Malkut to guys like this, Al Banai. So at the time that he would give these guys who had you know, rumors about them, that they were committing acts of uh, lewdness and immorality, as he would give them Malkut, he would say, Al Banai. So everybody would know why they're getting Malkut. They're getting Malkut for that sin of Eli's children, Shemuat Shemuah Lotoba. Amarava. Okay, now we get some, some uh, leniencies when it comes to the laws of Yehud. Ba'ala Ba'ir. If let's say the, the husband of the lady is in the city. En Hoshishin Mishum Yehud. You don't have to worry about Yehud. Why? You don't get Malkut because you're not Hoshish that the guy's going to do anything because um, the husband might walk in at any time. If the husband walks in at any time, so therefore he's going to be scared to do anything. And therefore, um, uh, the Isud of Yehud obviously is not so, is not so severe when the husband is in the, um, in the town. Uh, it just sounds like over here that maybe you won't get Malkut, but maybe it's still, it's still Asur, or maybe it's even permissible. That already is discussion amongst the poor scheme. Now, how far, how far the Gemara is, is going? Do we have a Rashi over here? Uh, she says, um, So from Rashi, it sounds like, you know, just for Malkut. He's always worried, oh, the husband might come now. But it sounds like from Rashi, Ba'ala Ba'ir is not a, it's not a heter, it's just, it's just a petur from Malkut. Tosfot points out, Pirush pekontras, en choshashim lhalkot, mash pemetuch pirusho ha'isurami ha'ika. But there's an isur. And then Tosfot has a, a kasha on that. And um, he comes along and says, en choshashim klad mishum yehud, afilu isura leka. The end of Tosafot. So therefore, comes out we have a machloket um, Rishonim over Rashi Tosafot on this heter of 
Ba'la Ba'ir. You know, is it is it a is it a petur of Malkut or is it a is it a total uh, you know exoneration of Isud of Yehud? Amar of Yosef, another hetter. Petach patuach l'shut Rabim en chosheshim mishum Yehud. If you have a door, let's say that with a, uh, it's open to the l'shut Rabim, so that's also hetter and uh, to make Yehud for sure. Uh, because, I guess, um, because it's open, and people can walk in at any time, and people can see them. So obviously there's no problem of Yehud, uh, where he's not going to, uh, you know, where, where they're protected. They're protected over here from the, uh, the publicity. Well, front yard, no. Front yard, maybe no. But Petah Patois and Abim, then it could be, it's, uh, could be it's different. Yeah, Exactly. Open to, to, to exactly customers can walk in at any time. Okay, so we get the story now. Rabbi Bai once uh, found himself in the house of Rabbi Yosef. So that's Uda. And the um, and they sat on the second floor. So Rabbi Yosef went down, you know, to with his wife, and there was a ladder. They went down to the first floor. And then um <laughs> so he said, uh, move the ladder so that Bibai can't come downstairs because then they're going to have a problem of uh, Yehud. So therefore, he won't have access. Question is, Rabbi Yosef is around. So, Ba'la Ba'ir, what are we worried about? So why was Rabbi Yosef Macbeed to move the ladder so he can't come down? Uh, even if he comes down, nothing's going to happen. Uh, Rabbi Yosef is there. Shani Rabbi Bai, Dishush Binteh, Hava Begaisabeh. The says that Rabbi Bai was actually a friend of the wife of Rabbi Yosef. So they knew each other. So the, once there's a, uh, you know, a connection between them, so they're comfortable with each other, so then already Ba'la Ba'ir is not going to is not going to help. Okay, so that's that. All right, now we get into a little uh, little uh, situation over here of um, position, where the rooms are. And the Gemara is going to actually have two ways to understand this. So Amar Afkana. Basically, you have two rooms, an inner room and an outer room. Okay? And those that are in the inner room, the only way for them to leave, to go outside, is to go to the outer room. The guys in the outer room do not have to go to the inner room at all. They could just walk out. So that's the, uh, that's the setup over here. Okay, now let's see who's where. Anashim mebachutz. We have the men are in the outer room. Venashim mebifnim. And the ladies are in the inner room. En choshishim mishum yehud. No yehud in that case. We'll see why. Well, first of all, because they're in separate rooms. But the hashash is that maybe, you know, they're going to walk into the other rooms. But if the men are in the inner room, and the ladies are on the outside, now you cannot, uh, you know, exist in such a setup. Why? Because when the lay, when the men are in the outer room, there's no need for them to go into the inner room, and therefore we're not worried that one of them is going to go into the inner room and make yehud uh, with the ladies that are there, uh, and the, the opposite. When the ladies have to leave. So therefore, they're going to go into the outer room. We said that 
one lady is allowed to be with two men. So there's no problem for the lady to go into the uh, room with the, uh, with the men in it. Uh, so therefore, in such a case, we're not worried about Yehud. However, when the ladies are in the uh, outer room, so there's a hashash that one of the men is going to want to leave. And when he walks into the outer room, so he's there with ladies. And one man, one man with ladies is a problem of Yehud. So that's the simple way of learning the, the setup and the uh, potential uh, problems. One man and two ladies is a problem. What about one man and six ladies? Not kosher ken, but it's a suit. Which is one man and two ladies is a problem. Remember we said because the ladies they get seduced easily, so she's not embarrassed to go with the guy because she's going to think just like I'm going to go with him, she'll go with him also. Therefore, they're not embarrassed. So we're worried in this case where you have let's say two men in the back room, two ladies in the front room. Since the guys in the back have to, the only way they can exit is by going to the outer room, so the one man will leave, end up in the outer room alone with two ladies, and one man with two ladies is a problem. Two, lady, two, uh, uh, two men uh, with one lady is okay, because the men are embarrassed of each other. I was saying multiple ladies, more than two ladies. Yeah, no. The, the, the Hadush was even two ladies is, 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 is forbidden. One lady for sure is forbidden. Even two ladies. Multi- and we don't know how many ladies by the way in this room. So for three or more, it's still, it's still yeah, I don't think it really makes a difference. Bottom line, the ladies' logic is that they think they're going to all get seduced and therefore no, no one's embarrassed of each other. So the Gabbara says, but the interesting way of looking, just to show you, 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 can, learn, you can learn things, uh, you know, two ways. In the Braita, we actually learned the opposite. <laughs> and what's the opposite? That when the uh, men are in the outer room and the ladies are in the inner room, then it's going to be Asur. <laughs> Why? So he says, because we're Hoshesh, that maybe one of the men is going to walk into the inner room and make Yehud. Okay? In, the, in the first version, we were not concerned about anybody walking from the outer room into the inner room. We just felt the people just walking one direction. But now in the second version, exactly, the guy might sneak in and walk into the back room. And they're not going to realize. And they said, where's the plony? And by that time, it's too late. So therefore, however, but when the men are in the inner room and the ladies are in the outer room, we're not hoshesh. That maybe one of the ladies will go into the inner room because even if she does, it's okay. Because one lady is allowed to be secluded with two men. So therefore, there's no hashash uh, on that side. What about the man leaving? That, that, the man... The, the, the problem in the first case, right? The, the guy might walk into the room on the way out. So no. he has to walk through that room. Yeah, we're, 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 no, the, the guy, in this case, the guy's on the outside. The guy's on the outside. Oh, in this case, in this the case, guy's the guy, on the outside? The both, same case. The, the, the guy's on the outside. Yeah, yeah. He might walk in the, the inner room, room. Right. which we were not hoshesh that in the first no case. problem for the lady walking Because there's no Yehud. There's no Yehud. There's no Yehud. Yeah. Exactly. That's one of the ways that the Midrash explains it. That they had two rooms and they got them to commit Yehud in the inner room. Anyway, the Gebarah says, since you have two, two hashashot over here, we got to be hoshesh on both sides. Amar Abayeh, Ashtad Amar Avkana, Hachi, Betanam Atnita Ibcha, Ana Na'amid Lehumra. So basically, uh, that situation is going to be Asur on both sides, no matter where the ladies are and where the men are. Since, since there's two ways of looking at it, you have to be hoshesh 
fi'ud on both sides. Okay, now we talk about uh, the importance of a mechitza. All right, let's talk about what Abaye did. When Abaye would see men and ladies getting together, let's say for a chupa or for a derasha, you know, not for a party, obviously, no one had known parties those days, but Abaye, for good reasons. So it says, Dayer Gulfe. So he would set up uh, the barrels, uh, earthenware barrels, to make a mechitza, to make a partition in between the men and the women. In order that, uh, that shouldn't uh, uh, shouldn't be you know uh, mixed. And furthermore, uh, it would make noise. He was concerned about yehud that uh, if somebody's going to want to go on the other side now, you have to move these barrels, and the barrels make a lot of noise. So that would be basically like a security fence that he made between the men uh, and the woman. Rava dayir kane. Rava would set up like reeds. Uh, in between, also make noise. So again, this double d- double thing what they're doing here. Not only separating the men from the women, but they're creating a security fence. Yeah, exactly, a bell goes off. If somebody tries to sneak on the other side, you'll hear the rustling of the you know of the barrel or of the kanim. Amar Avin sakba de shata ligla. She says the the most difficult time of the year where we're hoshed for yehud or for sin. Actually, the weakest time of the year is the holidays. For the simple reason, everybody's dressed nicely, everybody's in shul, everybody's walking in the streets together, everybody's talking to each other, everybody's visiting each other. So basically, that's the time of year that everybody has to be extra careful. That she says, The weakest part of the year, the regel. Okay, I bless them. They, I mean, they weren't doing uh, bad things. They were coming to hear the derash. But everybody's looking at each other. Everybody's dressed nicely. Amazing tosfot. That's where we get the custom of Bahab. Ashkenazim have a custom after the holidays. They fast on the Monday, Thursday, Monday after the holiday. Why? Because maybe they did not uh, behave uh, correctly, and therefore uh, they have to fast in order to mitaken the uh, the avera. Okay, so look how uh, look how strict they were. Okay, Okay, maybe this is a good siman. So they were captives, and the captives were freed, and they um, they were in the hands of goyim. It's amazing. We get to these Gemariot. And they were redeemed. It's a good sima. And they were redeemed uh, because Rabbi Amram uh, commanded the people of Nahardi'ah to redeem them. So, Askinu Amram Hasida. The famous story. So they brought the captives to the house of Rabbi Amram. And Rabbi Amram Hasid, mind you. And they put, him, they put the captives on the second floor. Ashkulu darga mekamayu. And they moved the ladder, because Rabbi Amram was on the first floor, because they didn't want to have a problem of Yehud. So the ladies were on the, you know, the, the second floor, and there was no access, because they moved the ladder away, and uh, everything is fine. 
One of the ladies walked by upstairs, close to the uh, close to the door where where, where you would go down, and I guess she was very very beautiful. And her beauty lit up the whole uh, you know uh, area, and Rav Amram I guess you know saw her beauty, and as a result he was tempted. Shakler of Amram the Darga. So Rav Amram took the ladder and he, you know, put it in position. This was a ladder that normally would take 10 people to carry. And he was able to carry the ladder himself. And the Ta'ava was so strong that normally it takes 10 people to carry. He was able to carry it himself. And Salik Be'azil. And he started climbing up the ladder. And what's his, the plan is, I guess, to go to the second floor and uh, to do the Avera. When he got halfway up, Ifshah. Ifshah means he spread his legs, like to move his legs a little, in order um, to make it difficult for himself uh, to go up. Meaning he paused and he held on and now he was trying to overcome his Yetzirah. Uh, and Ramakala. And all of a sudden he raised his voice and he said, Nura Amram, that there's a fire in the house of Amram. A fire in the house of Amram. Well, everybody came and they saw a very embarrassing scene. Everybody understood what was going on here. Rav Amram was caught on the ladder going up. Atura Banat, so when the rabbi showed up because of the, uh, because of the screams, You've embarrassed us. Which means that people are going to say, what kind of rabbis are these? That's not nice. So Rav Amram says, Better that Rav Amram, the house of Amram will be embarrassed in this world, which is temporary, and not to be embarrassed permanently and Olam Habba, which means if I would have committed the Avera, then the embarrassment is forever. So therefore he said, better that I accept some busha here than to accept it eternally. And then at that point, Rav Amram prayed to God, or he made a shivua that his Yitzhara should just leave him. He had enough. Nafak ki and the Yetzirah left him, but it was in the uh, image of a pillar of fire. So Amar Lerav Amram said to the Yetzirah, Wow, you're fire, and I'm flesh, and I was able to beat you. And I guess he was, uh, he was happy. Uh, now there's different opinions over here. Uh, some actually say that Menashamayim, uh, Ben Ishchai says this, that this was a hashkahat peratit, that um, the Gemara wants to just show us that even Tamidi HaChamim and Sadiqim, they shouldn't be uh, lackadaisical, that everybody is subject. Like the Gemara will say, or says, You know, from these stories you see that if Rav Amram, who was the great rabbi, 
had the uh, Yetzirara. So nobody could say, eh, it doesn't affect me. I'm all right. So, uh, yep. Now the Gemara says about Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, which means uh, he couldn't understand people that fall to the Yetzirah to come to their d- desires. So he would make fun of them. He said, I don't understand. If a person wants to overcome his Yetzirah, it's easy. Why are these people, you know, uh, why do they fall? He didn't, uh, he didn't understand it. Yomahad, well, one day, Rabbi Meir uh, was by the river. Idmele Satan Kitita. And here we go. The Satan uh, showed up in the image of a pretty lady. On the other side of the river. And Rabbi Meir's Yetzirah got him. And when he saw the lady on the other side of the river, so he wanted to get to the other side. Only problem was, there was no ferry that day to cross the river. So what did he do? Nakat mitzra. So he grabbed onto a rope that was, you know, in the middle of the water, and he was going to pull himself uh, from one side to the other. Like a, like a, it's more like a bridge, like a rope bridge, and uh, you know, you hold on to it, and uh, you walk across. And bekaavar. Okay, and he started to walk across. Amazing story. When he got halfway, Shavke, uh, the Yetzirara left him. And the rabbi's ta'ava broke. Uh, and why was that so? Why did the Satan give up on Rabbi Meir? Amar, I got a warning in heaven. About you, and they said, "His zaharu Meir Be careful of Rabbi Meir and his Torah, and therefore I was told, you know, lay off, and they don't want me to stumble you. But if if that wasn't the case, shavite Well, I would have turned you into two cents, which means I would have made you into nothing. Which means learn a lesson that you are making fun of people that can't control the yetsarara. Yeah, you yourself were going to fall to the Yetzirara. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that I, uh, that I was told from heaven to leave you alone. So from you see over here that you really shouldn't, uh, uh, you shouldn't taunt uh, the people. And don't taunt the Yetzirara. Rabbi Akiva also, he would uh, make fun of the people that couldn't control the Yetzirara. Yeah, we have a story. So one day, the Satan came, an image of a lady, on top of the tree. And the Biyakibaz Yetzirara overcame him. Which again, nobody should be shocked. It's a Dikim of Yetzirara also. Everybody has Yetzirara. That's Kodagadol Mahavero. Anyway, he started to climb the tree. Because Salik Ve'azir. When he got halfway up, so the Satan released his hold. If it wasn't for the fact that they announced in heaven that, uh, you know, be careful of Rabbi Akiva and his Torah, 
I would have turned you into two cents, meaning I would have turned you into a nothing. I could have got you. It's interesting, you see over here that the Torah protects a person, like we learned in Sotah, Torah, Magna, or Matzla. What, Daf? Chaf? Daf said, Torah, Magna, or Matzla, Ben, Be'idna, Da'asikba, or Ben, Be'idna, Delo Asikba. Torah protects a person not only when he's learning, but even when he's not. Mitzvah, Be'idna, Da'asikba. Okay. Okay, there's a lot of confidence. He would curse the Satan every day uh, because he would curse him in his eyes because that's the main Yetzirara. Yomahad, amazing story. Ma'ale Yomad Kippureha, it was Erev Yom Kippur. Listen to a story. So the Satan knocks on the door of Plimo in the image of a poor guy. Okay, Tzedakah. Erev Kippur. Ata kara ababa. Knocks on the door of Plimo. Apikule defta. So, they sent out some bread for the poor guy. Meanwhile, it's the Satan. Amar so the Satan tells Plimo. He doesn't know it's the Satan. Yomaki he aidana. A day like this, Erev Yom Kippur. Kola alma gabai. Everybody's eating seuda inside. Vana abbarai. And uh, I'm outside, which means you don't invite me into your house to eat, head of Kippur. So, fine. He brought him in. And he let him eat uh, some bread inside. But he sat at his own table. You know, he didn't put him in the, uh, in the dining room. So the Satan tells Plimo, A day like this, everybody's eating at the table. And you put me alone? Okay, a little, uh, little pushy, but at you, utbuhu ataka. So they brought him to the table where everybody was eating. Abayatib in the middle of the seuda, milen nafshes shechna bechibe ale. He made himself look disgusting. All of a sudden, his whole body got filled with boils and pus coming out of him. They're trying to have a seuda, and now they have this guy that's uh, you know making. Uh, Making things unappetizing. And he was doing all things that were disgusting at the table. So Plimo told him, Amarle Tiv Shapir. You know, please uh, sit with manners. Sit properly and don't don't do disgusting things. Amarle Habuli Kasa. Please bring me, I didn't say please, uh, bring me some wine to drink. Yavile Kasa. So, Erev Kippur, everybody was extra patient with him. And they brought him a cup of wine. Echmar, so he, he, uh, he started coughing. Shadab Bekiho, and he spit his phlegm into the cup of wine. Well, Naharube, and they, uh, they started to scream at the guy. What kind of guy are you over here? What kind of disgusting guy? Anyway, Shaka Umit. 
the Satan made as if he died from the, uh, you know, from the screaming. So now it's Erev Kippur, the dead guy at the table, uh, and uh, the neighbors heard what happened. Shamud Abu Kamre, so it got out in the streets. Plimo Katal Gabra, Plimo Katal Gabra, that Rabbi Plimo uh, killed the guy on Erev Kippur. So now Plimo was worried that the authorities are going to get a hold of him. So Arak he ran away. Unbelievable. And he had to hide himself in the Beta Kiseh. Those days, the outhouses were called outhouses because they were outside the city. So he went to hide himself. Azil Batre. Anyway, the Satan pursued him over there. Nafal Kameh. And uh, he fell in front of him in the bathhouse, in the, in the, in the bathroom. Ki Hazir Daba Mitzta'ed. When the Satan saw that Primo was, you know, in agony from this story, So the Satan revealed that he actually is the Satan and not an Ani. And Amalei and the Satan told Primo, uh, Why do you curse me out every day? I don't like that. And uh, then he told him, uh, <laughs> Interesting. Plimo didn't give up. He said, okay, so what can I say? So he said, well, don't curse me out, but you should say, or you can say, that God should protect me from the uh, seduction of Satan. That you could say. That Hashem should protect you. Don't, don't pray that Satan should be uh, cursed out and uh, you know, a sword in his eyes. But you can pray that Hashem should give you protection. Okay, so that's that story. Anytime Rav Hiyah Bar Asher would make Nefilat Apayim. Nefilat Apayim. Meaning Tahanunim, the David. Hava Amar, he would say, Arahaman, Yatsilenum Yetrara. Okay, it's a nice prayer. Yomahad, oh, amazing story. Shema'atinu debitu. His wife heard him make this prayer. My wife, my husband's praying that uh, he should be saved from the Yitzhak. It's an interesting tefillah. Amra, mechdi. So let me analyze here. Hakama shene de parish le'e minai. For many years he hasn't been with me. He became old. So they weren't, you know, intimate. But why is he praying for the Yitzhak? I thought my husband already is... He's old already. Why is he, why is he still concerned about the Yitzhara? So his wife is now going to test him to see if her husband actually is still subject to the Yitzhara. So one day Rav Hiyah was learning Torah in the garden. So what did she do? She dressed up, nice clothes, jewelry, besamim. Halfa vetanya kameh. And she started to walk in front of him. He didn't recognize that it was his wife. Amarla, manat, who are you? Amra ana haruta. I am the famous harutash. That was the prostitute of the city. Her name was haruta. She says, I'm haruta. Uh, 
I came back. I'm home. Tab'a. So Rav Hayabar Asheh said, solicited her. Amrale, Aitin nehaleh lehach rimunah deres tzitzita. Okay, but you had to pay me. Bring me a rimon, pomegranate, that's on the tree. Shabbat. So he jumped. Azal atin nehala. And he gave her the uh, pomegranate. Okay. Now we don't know what happens at this point. Were they together or were they not together? That already is uh, up for uh, imagination. But the Gemara says, Ki atalibete, came home, his wife was uh, getting the oven started. Salik So he jumped into the oven in order to kill himself. He felt that since he got seduced either to want to do an avera or he did the avera, which really wasn't an avera because it was his wife, but he felt that's it, he needs a kapara. Now, although you can't commit suicide, but in order to make kaparat avonot, it's permissible. So therefore, he said, that's it, I need a tikkun. So the tikkun was to jump into the oven. Amrale my high. She said, what are you doing? Amarla, you honest man. I have to tell you, I have to be honest with you. I was in the garden. Lady came. She was the prostitute of the city. And uh, she seduced me either to do a sin or to, to, to commit. Amrale, I have good news. Anahabai was me. And therefore, you didn't do any avera. He didn't believe her. He thought the wife was just trying to calm him down. Until she gave simanim. Yes, uh, I asked you for a pomegranate and you jumped. Uh, so then he knew that it really was his wife. But my kabana was for Isud. And therefore, he said, I need a kapara. For the rest of his life, he would fast for kaparat avonot. Until he actually died from fasting. And what do you learn from the Skimara? You learn from the Skimara what we learned in Masechet Nazir, the only Agarita Daf in Nazir, which talks about that sometimes you need Kapara not for a sin, but you need Kapara for intention to sin. And the Gemara will bring that right now. Netanya, as we learned. We're talking about a husband that made hafarat nedarim on his wife's neder. But the pasuk says, even though the husband nullified the wife's neder, she needs forgiveness. What is the pasuk talking about over here? Why would she need kapara if the husband absolved her from her neder? Let's say you have a case where a lady accepted upon herself to be a nazir, nazira. The husband heard the neder and nullified it. So she really is not <coughs> obligated. But she doesn't know that. So she, she still thinks that what? She has the neder on her. And she was drinking wine, and she was... Uh, being so the pasuk says she needs siliha 
because in her mind, she is actually uh, committing a sin, even though she's not. So she needs to be half of the intention. When Rabbi Akiva got to this pasuk, he would cry. Amar, Uma mishin et kaben neechol basar hazir, ve'ala biyado basar taleh, amra Torah, s'licha kapara, s'licha, mishin et kaben neechol basar hazir, ve'ala biyado basar hazir, al'ad kama ve'kama, Rabbi Akiva would say, and I would if a person who had kavanah to eat hazir, but they end up giving him the kosher meal. And uh, he still needs, he needs silicha v'kapara because he thinks he's eating hazir. So could you imagine a person that ordered hazir and they gave him hazir? Could you imagine if you need kapara for intention? Could you imagine kapara for actually executing? Similarly, the Gemara says, we have a pasuk, velo yada ba'ashem venasa avono. So a person did a, an action, and uh, later on, after he did it, he realized that he might have done something that's isud karet. So, but at the time that he did it, he didn't realize. The guy thought he was eating regular kosher meat. And now, he realized that he ate chedev. Amra Torah velo yada ve'ashem v'nasa avono. Guy carries a sin. And he needs to bring a korban. Mishin et kaben nechol chedev. Ba'alabi yadu. Imagine the guy ordered chedev and he ate chedev. Ba'alahat kama ve'kama. Isi ben Yehuda omer. Velo yada ve'ashem v'nasa avono. Regarding this pasuk. Adabar zeh. That even if a person commits a sin b'shogeg, he's considered a sinner. Yidvu kol hadovim. Yitzta'aru kol hamitzta'arim. Which means... And people who know the severity of sins, it'll cause them a lot of tsa'ar to know how uh, severe uh, the, um, the judgment uh, is uh, for them. So that's, that's that story. What time do we have to start on? Thirty-nine. Okay, so we have uh, three more minutes. We can do the next, uh, the next piece. So we said that while Yehud is forbidden with Arayot, but a person is able to be Mityahed with his mother. And we said actually his daughter. Because there's no, there's no desire for that. Amar of Yehuda, Amar of Aseh, Adam im Achoto. So we're adding that to the list. A person is allowed to have Yehud with his sister. Not permanently, but from time to time. But you cannot live a bikbi'ut. This happens a lot uh, that uh, you have, you know, siblings that want to live together. They get older and they want to live together. Brother and a sister. The same apartment. So this Gemara is saying that Yehud is permissible, but the Halakha says not on a permanent basis. Vedar im imo ve'im bito. Vedar. But he's not to live permanently with his mother and his daughter. So mother and daughter, there's no Yehud even on a permanent basis. When it comes to a sister, the Gemara says, mityahed. You can make Yehud meaning on a temporary basis, but not permanent. Ki amra Shmuel. When Shmuel, they said this halakha in front of him, he argued. Amar asul 
עם כל עריות שבתורה, ואפילו עם בהמה. Amazing. And you're not allowed to have Yehud with any, any, anything that's Asur, you cannot be alone with, including an animal. Okay. That's uh, obviously bestiality is Asur. So therefore, if it's Asur, so you can't be... Uh, it's not a temptation. Well, look at the next Gemara. What I was going to say. No. Tenan. Mityached Adam im imo ve'im bito. So we said a person is able to make Yehud with his mother, his daughter, the Yashin imem bikiru basar. We even said it can be close. Right? Bikiru basar. Even if they touch it. Utiuftad Shmuel. That's against Shmuel. Because Shmuel said, Kol arayot shebatorah. But we're saying now, we're saying from the Mishnah, Shemuel cannot argue on the Mishnah. The Mishnah said a person is allowed to be with his mother, meaning be Yehud, and his daughter. But Shemuel said everybody, even animals. Amalak Shemuel. So Shemuel says, I don't know what you're talking about. You quote me a Mishnah as if that's the only Mishnah. But what do you do with the Braita? With the Ta'amech, Hadetanya. We have a Braita that says, Achoto, Hamoto, that's a sister. Hamoto is mother in law. And all the arayot by Torah, and mitiahed by him. Ela be'edim. Be'edim in. Shilo be'edim lo. So you see, we have a bright that clearly says, kol arayot. So what do you do with that? Ela tanaehi. It's a mahlukat tanaim. Detanya, amar bimi'ir, his zaharu bi, mepene biti. You see, the bimi'ir said, be careful from me that I shouldn't be with my daughter. So even if he was concerned to be alone with his daughter. So you see there was opinions that said what? Even daughter is forbidden. So And furthermore, Be careful that I shouldn't be alone with my daughter-in-law. So you see what? Uh, uh, there's a concern. So when the Bitafun said that, one student made fun of the rabbi. Well, he's so mahbir, even with his daughter-in-law. <laughs> he made fun, anyway, he got caught with his mother-in-law. And therefore, he thought maybe the rabbi was being too strict, so he was mizazel in it. But again, it, got, it came, back to, uh, came back to haunt him, that uh, I guess he was mekel to be with his mother-in-law. Anyway, his father-in-law was in the town. So he figured, ah, you see, it's, uh, you don't got to be worried. And what ended up happening? He fell. So that's that. So basically, Shemuel saying, I have rabbis to rely on. I follow the Tanaim that are, uh, that are, that are, that are, that are strict. Amen. Amen.